This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, February 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farm Bill. China. Get lawmaker focus. EPA nominee nears confirmation. Purdue. Time for tariffs to go. ERS timeline slips. Ag, trade, and FDA chiefs face lawmakers. It's going to be a busy day on Capitol Hill. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer will be testifying at a pair of House hearings this morning. And FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb will appear at a third hearing this afternoon. Purdue's appearance before the House Ag Committee is likely to be dominated by the questions about implementation of the Farm Bill and specifically how quickly he's going to let dairy producers sign up for the dairy margin coverage, a major issue at yesterday's listening session by USDA. But Lighthizer's appearance before the Ways and Means will be just as closely watched for agriculture. The hearing will focus on the U.S.-China negotiations, but there are certain to be questions as well as about the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade deal and the Section 232 tariffs threatening to slow congressional consideration. The hearing could also include some insight into where members of the committee stand on the USMCA. Gottlieb will be testifying this afternoon before the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. Among the issues he's going to get pressed about is when FDA will provide lawful pathways for hemp-derived CBD in food products. Now, for more on the USDA's Farm Bill listening session, plus a look at the coming debate over carbs and federal dietary guidelines, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter hitting inboxes today. Senate vote set on EPA nominee. Senate Republicans are moving closer to confirming Andrew Wheeler as EPA Administrator. A key procedural vote is set for this afternoon. Republicans should have the votes to advance the nomination. Wheeler has been acting Administrator since Scott Pruitt resigned last year. Papa Glenn's bill heads to Trump. The House voted 363 to 62 last night to give final congressional approval to a public lands bill that will permanently authorize the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which uses oil and gas royalties to acquire land for preservation and recreation. The bill now goes to President Trump for his signature. Purdue, tariffs blocking success of USMCA. USMCA is so far more of a field goal than a touchdown since the Trump administration has not yet lifted the Section 232 steel and aluminum tariffs on two North American trading partners, according to Secretary Purdue yesterday. He told reporters, we will consider it touchdown or a success when we're able to remove the 232 tariffs. Canada and Mexico were first exempted from the tariffs last summer when negotiations on the trade pact were going smoothly, but that ended when the talks hit a stalemate. Mexico and Canada both hit back with retaliatory tariffs, and the Mexican import taxes continue to hit U.S. agriculture particularly hard on cheese, pork, apple, and potato sales. Purdue said the tariffs achieved their goal of getting Mexico and Canada onto the negotiating table, and they need to go. The secretary said, once you're able to achieve your goals with tariff, that it's probably time to look at other ways. Poll. Half of voters support USMCA. A morning consult poll released in conjunction with an industry effort to promote congressional approval of the USMCA shows half of voters support the agreement. 
32% of respondents said they somewhat support USMCA based on what they knew about it before they were surveyed. 19% strongly support the agreement. Looking ahead, the poll suggests support would grow if voters perceive it would benefit American business sectors. 60% say they are more likely to support the deal if U.S. farmers can sell dairy products to Canada. Now keep in mind, the study, commissioned by PASS USMCA, an industry coalition formed to promote the trade pact, is a tad dated since it was done January 29th to February 1st. But there haven't been any major developments on the issue since then. Chinese remain inscrutable on ag trade issues. U.S. trade negotiators have laid out a wide list of trade barriers they want the Chinese to lift during the ongoing negotiations. But so far, it's impossible to tell if they will be willing to comply on any of them, according to Secretary Purdue. He told reporters yesterday, we see engagement. It's very difficult to determine willingness. They are engaged in conversation. They listen and hear us. We are unable to determine their willingness. You can't tell. He said the talks have faced some language barriers. One of the U.S. demands is that China end its ban on pork produced with ractopamine, a growth promoter. But negotiators learned that ractopamine has a Chinese word for something that's very bad, so we want to make sure there's no confusion, that according to the secretary. USDA to miss August target for ERS move. USDA will miss Secretary Purdue's August target dates for relocating the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. That according to Deputy Ag Secretary Steve Sinsky in an internal USDA email. Sinsky blamed the 35-day government shutdown, saying it halted the evaluation consulting firm Ernst & Young is doing of the possible sites. Sinsky wrote, we are exploring a range of options to ensure maximum mission function. We will provide a clearer timeline as soon as we can. Sensky said USDA is taking seriously the non-binding congressional directives that accomplish the department's fiscal 19 appropriation bill. The bill's report language told USDA to do a cost-benefit analysis of the relocation and raise concerns about moving ERS under the Office of Chief Economist. Cell-based meat developer challenged on marketing. A leading developer of cell-cultured meat is assuring state agriculture commissioners that his fledging industry has no intention of denigrating conventional meat. In an exchange with the Missouri Ag Director Chris Chin, Eric Schultz of Memphis Meat said his company decided early on not to use the term clean meat for cell-cultured meat before realizing that nomenclature was not going to work. We listened to people like yourselves that told us, and we adopted a much more factual, inclusive, and objective term, which is cell-based meat, which has taken off since then, Schultz said, speaking at the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture winter policy meeting. Chen expressed concern that marketing for cell-based products would turn consumers away from conventional meat. Chen told Schultz cell-based products shouldn't be marketed as healthier or better for the environment. And here's today's She Said It. The unintended consequences we have seen in labels and advertising has caused so much division through agriculture, but more importantly, it's caused fear for our consumers to point that they are afraid to purchase something. And that, Missouri Ag Director Chris Chen. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, February 27th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.